I got UK boxing MMA towel boy prospect Zach Green in the building, ladies and gentlemen. He, he came to defend UK boxing. We came to talk some UFC. And we're going to definitely talk how the MLS is better than the Premier League. But we'll get to all that in a second. Zach Watford's finest is in the building. You're in the you're from the same place as Anthony Joshua, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, love it. He's 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 a hero where I'm from, honestly. Is he like a man of the people? Does he just walk around the streets, or does he does he roll deep with like a bodyguards and an escalator? <laughs> well, he's not in Watford too much anymore because he's uh whenever he trains with boxing, he's in uh, Sheffield, and that's up north, and that's where the that's where the Team GB boxing gym is. Wow. So a lot of the boxers they spend their time up there. So. Unfortunately, I haven't seen him much around in Watford, but you never know. He goes to the games, though, right? Like he go to the he'll go to the Watford games and like be the center stage. Nah, he's not. From what I know, he's not a big football fan. He's more. I've seen him in interview for. He's more. He more likes the Real Madrid, Cristiano Ronaldo. But he's not a. From what I've seen in interview, he's not a huge football fan, which is a bit of a shame. But I guess he's got folks in one spot, and that's boxing. He's all. He's all into boxing right now. Um. We gotta talk quickly. Premier League, bro. Uh, who 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 is who is in last place of the Premier League right now? That's what I want to know. It's your your team, Huddersfield. Huddersfield is in last place. That's my squad right there. Do you think they would win the MLS or the Liga Mexican if they joined the if they joined those leagues? You know what? I think I think that I don't know because you know MLS is getting better now. I hate to admit it. You know, you've got Atlanta United, maybe not LAFC, but Atlanta United, LA Galaxy. I just, I don't know, it's, BPL is such a different league of football, man. It's so fast-paced, I just don't think America could. I just don't think you could keep up with it as well. That's interesting, though, because all these all, the, all these guys from, like, the the, the, the Brazilian and the Spanish league, like, the, those leagues, they're, they signed a couple guys. They're coming over here to the MLS, so it should, be, it should be interesting to see. It should be a fun season. Really, man. Yeah, I mean, the MLS is growing, and but it's, it's still seen as a retirement home for footballers. Well, we got, That's we got Zlatan. Know. We got Zlatan. Exactly, man. And we got just Wayne Rooney. For... Your boy Wayne Rooney hangs out in D.C. just getting Legend. publicly intoxicated <laughs> and scoring goals. This is what he's doing over here. I mean, that's what it's seen as, though, the MLS. It's not a... I wouldn't view it as a proper league. Wow. No way, man. Definitely. It's just a retirement home. It's definitely taken strides, though, in my opinion. It's definitely gotten a lot better in recent years. Now, I don't know if you saw, but they're going to do, like, a Champions League where they take the top four MLS teams and they're going to take the top four Liga MX teams. So I'm really... really I read that. Huh? I read that, you know. I saw that. I was pretty exciting. That's going to be... be interesting. I'm going to love when, like, a Mexican team has to play in L.A. because then it's just a takeover. Like, that's not a home game for L.A. Galaxy nor LAFC if, like, Pachuca or Toluca comes to town. It's a wrap <laughs> on that one. No, honestly, it will be. But what I'm saying with the MLS, it's like, if you look at how MLS was when it formed, you had, did you see what the penalties were like? You just they just drop the ball and they'd run and have a one and one with the keeper. That's not a penalty. You can't take a league seriously that does that. In my point of view, don't do any more. But come on, man. But, I think Mexico team, Mexican teams are just. I, I, my personal opinion is that they wipe the floor with MLS teams. I think Liga MX is better as well. But I, I think we talked about this while you were at my at the house back over here when you were in LA. Is yeah. they should just combine. They should just make one giant like Premier League where they have the. Where you do there's relegation and everything where you combine MLS teams and Liga MX teams, but pro, probably like the money isn't there for that, or like I think people would just be pissed with relegation. I don't think the money would be there. It's more the money with the fans because remember the fans got to 
you know, an away game in Mexico and away, you have to go to another country for an away game. Sure. And that's such a problem. There's such a pressure on the fans to go for a plane ticket as well as, a, you know, they've got to provide hotels and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what the MLS is like because America's huge, man. England, you can get everywhere, around everywhere like five, seven hours, which is long, but it's not too bad. But sure. America's just another different... Boom. It's just huge. Yeah, because if you play, it's like L.A. versus New York. you got to fly across the country, and then there's they're, they're adding more teams. Like, there's teams now in the, everywhere. It's like MLS is growing, and they're adding it to different cities like like Austin and Cincinnati, like all these well, random teams. Miami as well. David Beckham. David Beckham, yeah. Inter-Miami is, is definitely coming along. Got <laughs> Inter-Miami. Miami. Miami and Orlando. Those are, those are popping. We've got two L.A. teams. They're probably going to put one in Vegas in a couple years. It's it's uh it's pretty fun. I enjoy going to the games. It's it's such a melting pot out here because you got the Mexican crowd, you got the the like the Europeans, and then you have like the random white families who are like who just go like the suburban housewife and family, <laughs> yeah, they go just to it. enjoy a game of footy. It's the greatest thing ever. I think it's definitely in America. It's on the rise, but it's definitely not going to get to your American football because. From what I've seen over here, there's a lot of things in the media with all American football. You get concussions, all of that, and. I see a lot of people enjoying and embracing English football more because you've got it's less violent for saying a lot more people can play it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's your women's team is just on fire. Yeah, we smash everybody in the women's World Cup, which is going say, down Alex, this year in France. It goes down this summer. Yeah, man. I got I to talk about my guy Valencia, man. Is my guy in shape yet? Is he in form? Because I don't know if Antonio Valencia has taken the field uh, for you. He hasn't played recently, you know. I think. I think he's still coming off an injury. I'm not too sure, but Darn. I know, but he's he's, he's great player. But he, what he's he's thirties now, so in yeah. the Premier League, so that's very old. So yeah. he'd be great in the MLS, though. I if I'm LAFC, I would totally sign him to be my midfielder. Yeah, man. Now nah, he's he's a he's a right back now. Oh no! He used to be midfielder. They that we pushed Mourinho, pushed him back. Oh boy, was under Van Gaal. But yeah, man. But I think he's one of those guys who can play anywhere. And he's such a it was a shame not to see Ecuador get into the World Cup 2018 because right. they did playoffs, they did really well, and you could tell gutted he was. But it's, yeah, man, he's a great player. It's all good. We got the Copa America this this summer as well, and with Neymar being out with his injury, I, I thought it was Bra- I thought it was Brazil's to lose, and now it's like, oh man, you got Chile in there, you got Uruguay, you got you got a whole. Of course, Argentina's yeah. not going to go away, so it should be fun. It's in it's in Brazil this year. So you think it was all set for Brazil to win this thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was an upset. No, bigger news, he's out for the Champions League against Manchester United, first leg. Well, that's true. I mean, I'm more of an international, you know, I'm an international guy. For, I yeah, like international, international ball more though. than league, than club <laughs> football. But the Champions cool. League, yeah, he's not there for Man U, but neither is Valencia, so we'll call it a wash. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same player, same player. <laughs> um, I got to ask you, my homie, Amer- my homie, America, my American homie, um, is now on Chelsea. My guy left Borussia Dortmund. Really? What? Wh- why am I blanking right now on his name right now? Pulisic. Pulisic, man. Yeah, my Christian Pulisic. Christian the, Pulisic. The, the yeah, American end of the hero season. is now in the Premier League playing for Chelsea. Yeah. Not, not yet. He's still got it. He's coming in the summer. So what, what a lot of teams do is that they've, what they've done is that they've bought him, which is in the January transfer window, and they've loaned him back to Dortmund. Mm-hmm. So he's going to play there for the rest of the season. And in the summer... His start off fresh, he'd be with Chelsea. But that that is that is an exciting signing. But personally, with Chelsea, they don't really do too well with their youth because they have a lot of academy players who they loan, loan out and don't give much 
of an opportunity to. So I think it should be nice to see if Pulisic does get that opportunity because, you know, for me, he represents so much more than just a player because he's got a whole country behind him right. in America for sure. And America. And then we, got, we got like Tim Wee. He plays for Celtic now, I think. And we just got all we got all these guys coming over, man. We're it's it's our, we're we're taking over. Like McGregor took over America. We're not here. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that. Not, not quite any Conor McGregor's, but. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of take, speaking of MMA, we had a big event this past weekend, uh, Zach. Yeah. UFC on ESPN Plus two, and it was live. It was going down in Fortaleza, Brazil. Uh, somebody probably died in the crowd. It was out of control. But we got we got to focus on the co-main event, which was really the main event. Jose Aldo versus Renato Moicano. And the reason why this was not the main event is because Jose Aldo did not want to fight a five-round fight, which I get. The guy's been doing five-round fights for like 14 years. That adds up. Yeah, takes a toll on your body. And, 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 you know, this is Aldo's last year, quote-unquote, right? He says he wants to do three fights in Brazil and call it a career. And my guy came out here guns blazing, looking like 2014 Aldo. I don't know what was in. I don't know what was in the Brahma beer, but he came out here guns blazing. He survived the first round, and then second round, my man hit that left hook. Then did some body work, chased him around the ring, went up high, went down low, hit him with that big knee. Referee had to stop it, and then my man did his best Khabib Nurmagomedov impression. This dude flew out of the octagon. He, he jumped into the crowd. The it's not the first time, Zach, he's done this. But this man came into the crowd, and I love how security was just like, ah, what do we do, what do we do? But, Zach, let me, let, let me hear your thoughts on that fight. Honestly, I think the knockout itself, the TKO, is just insane. That overhand, that overhand right to start it off, it's just rocked him straight away. And then just with Aldo, just the way he... He presses, and it, what you say reminds me of 2014 Aldo when he was just unstoppable in that uh, title defense. He's just coming at him, you know, body shot, head shot with that knee. Ref had to stop it, and the celebration as well. It's just something that I hadn't seen in Aldo for a while. That explosivity, right? And I feel like he lost that. And it's also with confidence-wise as well, because that's what second, third fight in a row that he's won. And yeah, I'm I'm happy for him personally, and I think. I was one of the few people that said that when he lost to McGregor that he deserved that rematch because the champion he was. 100%. And I think he showed that. He showed that last weekend that he's, he's still got it, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it unbelievable showing. I mean, he, he was in great shape. It's Brazil Aldo is a different animal. It just shows you. We all thought Jose Aldo was washed. But it, maybe Max Holloway is just that damn good. I mean, Holloway just seems to be like he's on another level. Honestly, I think... That that McGregor lost it him good. He was young. What he was twenty one then, and he's just he's just head and shoulders above everyone else. Thirteen in a row way. since that Aldo fight, he's won. Wow, man! I just and I just remember watching both fights in the second, you know, the first one in Brazil, and he's just he's come in Aldo's backyards. He's just knocked him out, and wow, honestly, I was I was blown away as well. And it was, a, it was a great fight. Now, I don't know what's next for Jose Aldo. My money is on a Max Holloway-Jose Aldo fight in in Rio. I think that would be uh, absolute chaos. Everybody says Mac, uh, Ortega's going to kill him. So, I don't know what – I don't know. Did I say Holloway or Ortega? You said both. I want Ortega. I want Ortega versus Aldo in Brazil, in Rio, maybe in the on that May card that has uh, Andrade and Rose Namajunas headlining. That way, it's a three-round fight. Ortega just come out, came off that defeat from Holloway. I think it's a great fight. A lot of my friends thinking Hollow, uh, Ortega's going to blow him out of the water. But I don't know. I think Brazil Aldo is a different animal. 
That is that is true though. But then Brazil, Aldo, you can look at Holloway and you can make the exception for Holloway. That is amazing. But I think how tall is Aldo? Because it just Holloway, even though he's not that tall, he just I remember when he was fighting Frankie Edgar and he just seems so much he's bigger. Five ten, five eleven. Holloway is. I think Ortega's a little shorter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's shorter, but Aldo's only what five. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's probably like five four, five five, and I just think Ortega's younger, man. I just I'd have to give it to Ortega. Me Aldo's personally, five seven. Oh wow! See, I don't know they just seem so small in there for me. Like, but I think Ortega takes it. I if they were to fight, I think yeah, I'd have to say Ortega, man. I mean, no disrespect to what Aldo's done, you know, and he's coming back, but I just think. I just don't think he's the same anymore. Like, fair enough, we've seen it from what from what he's done in Brazil. But if that was a more of a high caliber opponent, would he be able to deal with it? I don't know if he would, to be honest. It's a, it's a tough fight either way. I mean, or Ortega would definitely be the favorite coming in. But there, there's no other fight to make for him at featherweight. He just beat Moicano, who is at number number five, I believe, in the featherweight division. He's number two, and Holloway. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ortega would be number one. So I think that's the fight to make. I don't know who Holloway fights next, though. I mean, he's he's clamoring for that. Uh, what about fight? Man. This guy goes to Croke Park. He goes to 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 the Jameson place. Like this guy's all in on getting that McGregor rematch in in, in Dublin. Well, they're in they're in talks. Uh, in the two three five press conference, Dana said that he started talks with McGregor's team. I think, I I just think the for McGregor the way you have to market him as well because he's he's more he's such more. He's more bigger than a fighter. You need to. I think I'm not saying he is, but I think they need to give him a winnable fight, and that they'd probably give him Cerrone. I'm not saying McGregor automatically beats Cerrone. It'd be a tough fight, but I think they wouldn't. Because if McGregor loses again and like just loses enough to Khabib, I just think that's. I don't know. I just think that's dangerous in his marketing, and I think the UFC will recognise that and that they give him a somewhat winnable fight, a fight that he should be expected to win. Right. And then, and then I think they give him the Holloway or the the rematch. I just don't think I'd I'd, I'd like to see Cerrone McGregor myself as right. well. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to see uh, Holloway McGregor too, but I just don't see them giving McGregor a super super hard fight on his comeback because you know he's lost. You know, because obviously that's not an MMA, but he lost against Mayweather as well, so he hasn't what had a UFC win in about two three years. Sure. So I just think I just think. If I was looking at it, I know I'm not. If I was Dane, I'd to the market him. I'd definitely give him a winnable fight or perceived to win fight. Here's what I'm thinking is going to happen, Zach. I think Conor McGregor is the cash cow, and he makes more money if he's fighting for a belt or if he has a belt. Right? There's more interest no matter what. I'm telling you right now, Conor McGregor versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone for the 165 pound UFC <laughs> title. They finally introduced this weight class that everybody's clamoring for. They introduced it, huh? They didn't introduce it, did they? They've been waiting to do it because everybody wants this weight class and Dana keeps denying it. Ben Askren keeps dropping bombs about this weight class. Everybody's dropping bombs about this weight class. I think it's going to happen. I think you throw another third belt on there. Connor wants to be a champ, champ, champ. And why not face Cerrone at 165 and, and you make it happen and then you can, you, he can vacate it. He could fight, he could fight somebody. He could fight Woodley. He can, he could do a lot of things. Yes, he doesn't want to fight Ben Askren. But he probably, you know, there, there's there's definitely some paths there for Conor uh, Cerrone for 165. I think also, I think with Cerrone, he just, for me, he just looks so different at 155 as compared to 170. He looks, he looks so much skinny. He looked ill. He didn't look right. right. Do you know what I mean? 
he just he's such a different person, man. And fair enough, the guy you fought, what was his name, Alex? Hernandez. The, yeah, Hernandez. And it's just that guy was coming in with all the confidence in the world, got kicked in the head. Yep. Cerrone's still got it, man. I, that's why I think McGregor Cerrone be such a good fight because I see people going, oh, McGregor should fight, you know, Ashcrid, GSP. That's. That's boring. If you know about MMA, you know that's just stylistically that's an awful matchup, and that it's just going to be McGregor, you know, on his back for five rounds. It's sure. just going to be boring, man. You want with McGregor as well. You want an exciting fight. Yeah, that's why I got, the Cerrone fight makes sense. Holloway moving up makes sense, and Aldo rematch in Brazil sort of makes sense if Aldo moves up to fifty-five and they want to make that fight happen. Askren needs to just stay in his lane. He needs to fight the GSPs, the Robbie Lawlers, and the Khabibs <laughs> of the world. Like, Khabib and Askren is probably the best grappling match you can have in the UFC outside of GSP. I'm, I'm, Askren's a little bigger. I just, I just can't wait to see what he does in the UFC. But we're gonna... You know what else would be a great grappling match? Who? That I think. Uh, what's the guy who'd be um, BJ Penn? Ryan Hall, is it? Ryan Hall? And the and the new Gracie that's just joined the UFC that would be, I think personally I can't remember his name because it's gonna annoy me but I think that's a great match. That'd be a good I think one. that should happen. Grapplers are taking over and then I think that the big UFC coming up they got Zabit on there Khabib's training partner and he just Zabit. he just manhandles people also. But he's he's so flashy and what he does is so confident. His last fight just it blew me. I was just wow. I was so I've never seen a fight like that before and it just. Main event, main event was Marlon Moraes against Rafael Usunsal. That was a rematch fight. Moraes f- cleaned his clock and choked him out. Clearly the number one contender at 135, but 135 right now is a mess. You got my guy Henry Cejudo. <laughs> he came out here. He not he quote-unquote finished and stopped TJ Dillashaw in less than 30 seconds. This guy's asking out Nikki Bella for a date. He's, he, wants oh, to be the, he wants to be the champ. champ. So it, looks like, it looks like Cejudo and TJ is going to happen at 135. So you got a little bit of a log jam right now at Bantamweight because Morace is going to be sitting there. The the interesting fight that's coming up for Morace is he's probably going to face the winner of Cody and uh, and that guy because Cody Garbrandt is returning uh, on the next pay per view as well, UFC mm-hmm. two thirty five. So that's probably the next fight for uh, for one thirty five. Is that what you want to see at Bantamweight? Is a Cejudo TJ rematch or is a Cejudo TJ happen at one twenty five? What do you think? I think a Cejudo TJ needs to happen, and TJ said that he wants it again at one twenty five and. Well, of course he does, and that's for two reasons. One, because he's already lost, so he doesn't want to risk his battle. Sure. And second of all, fair enough, he wants to prove it at that way, and you can see how disappointed he was. But he looked bad. In my opinion, he looked he looked god awful on the scale. He said he was that was the strongest and, and best he's felt. He he was so sucked in. It was kind of trippy seeing him on. He looked like Skeletor. Yeah, everyone said that, but I think Cejudo looked worse personally. Without that bit, if he didn't have that bit, yeah. you'd have seen his face fully sunken in. I just think. Cejudo looked worse, and because yeah, man. But I think TJ cuts the weight easier than Cejudo does, mm. and I think he was saying that in the build-up to it. Yep. And I think it showed. TJ didn't look amazing, but Cejudo, man. What did you think about that stoppage? Because I thought it was, I thought it was crazy early, especially for a championship versus champion fight. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm on the fence about it because I understand why it was stopped, and I, right. I wouldn't have minded it going at longer. But then again, I can see why the fight was stopped because you could see TJ going for the single leg, you know, trying to, trying to wrestle him. But he got, my man got dropped three times and he's trying to say I was fine. I was fine. But when you get dropped three times like that, and it really didn't look like he was going to do anything. 
I'm fine with the fight being stopped, but at the same time, I wouldn't have minded if, if it went closer. Like, I just think you can't, you can, you know, you can get upset about it, but I just think it's wrong what TJ's done. He does it with all his losses, just moaning about it. Yeah, and, he's he's he doesn't make uh he doesn't hide that he's a sore loser. Yeah, with the Cruz fight as well. Yeah, we saw that. Can you imagine if he lost to Cody? That would have just been that would have been scorched earth right there if he would have lost. Oh to Cody. my, yeah, and I just, I just remember that first fight. What was it UFC two one seven end of the first round? Cody's and he was knocked hurt. About. Cody was hurt. I mean, uh, TJ was hurt really bad. Yeah, he fight. walks back and he's all his legs are shaking and I don't know. Like, I'd I'd like to see them rematch. I'd probably say at one thirty five only because it's only fair for Cejudo. Because if you have two matches at one twenty five, then it, it, but then again, it keeps the because you know he's passionate about keeping the flyweight division alive. But yeah, he's passionate until they show him that check. That's what I think is going to happen. Exactly. Dana does not want 125 anymore. I mean, he he, he wanted that flyweight division gone. Uh, it sucks if they take away that division and they don't sign these people and they all have to go to one and fight and fight Mighty Mouse again. Yeah, just just lose to Mighty Mouse. Yeah, just again. Keep, just keep the street going in Singapore. But I really think um, 165 will come in and they'll drop 125. The one they should do is 195 because that going from 185 to 205 is so is such a huge jump. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not a fan of the, all these in, in the instructions of all these new weight class, and that's personally because it, it gets rid of the challenge. If you're you know it gets rid of the challenge, if you're a wet, a welterweight or a light heavyweight and you're not having any luck in your division, instead of and you're number ten rank, and just going off to another new division, it just doesn't seem. Right. For me, it just takes the competition out of it. Because when look at Ben Askren, so he's come in and he wants to fight the best welterweights. You know that's what he's come to do. Right. Robbie Lawler, you know all of that down till. And I just think if you're doing that, that's amazing because that incites the competition. But creating all of these new weight classes, it just people aren't going to be as I feel personally as competitive anymore. Because they can just be like, oh, didn't have any luck here, so I can just go down ten pounds and just fight for another title. Do you know what I mean? It's just like boxing, though. Boxing has it like almost every four to six pounds. There's a new weight class. Yeah, so I, I, I get the I get the sixty five because Askren was making a great point. He's like, there's over hundred and seventy fighters between one fifty five and one seventy. So even if you made another division, yeah. all the divisions are are still super stacked. I mean, lightweight for the longest time was the most stacked division in the UFC and outside of the UFC. Uh, that is true that to be honest like the lightweight division right now is just is is incredible and i think with the whole with the whole 165 i think it's more i remember reading about it because of you know the diaz brothers what nate was saying about you know fighting it up and he wanted to you know get involved with that but i just think well we know what dana white's like and you know he says some things sometimes that aren't true but I don't, I don't know. I can't really talk anymore. We just have to see, won't we, man? We like, gotta, it would be. We got to see what happens, especially now with. with Khabib's got to fight Tony, especially after this suspension. I think Tony's the next yeah. guy in line. Dustin Poirier is the odd man out right now. I mean, the guy the guy was on a crazy streak, and now he's, he's sitting on the sidelines waiting for his title shot as well. But I hope there's movement uh, coming to 155. If Khabib doesn't fight within the next. I believe he can get his suspension down until about April, but he wants to wait until uh, November to so his cornermen come back. If, if he's not fighting yeah. by July, they have to put an interim out there again in July or they have to do Tony versus Poirier or something like that. But then again, what's the point of interim? If we look at go to well, the welterweight division, look at what Colby, he, he hasn't got the fight. Yeah, he's, 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 pulled, he's basically stripped. And Tony got stripped of his interim as well, now that you mention it. Yeah, exactly. So I just these interim belts, they're all, they're all over the place and they need... 
I'd like to see coming back on who McGregor's fighting. I'd like to see McGregor Poirier too. I think that makes a fun fight. And the winner fights, the winner gets a title shot against the winner of Tony Khabib. I think that's how, that would be mad. That's a great final four. Now, I'm just pissed that Nate Diaz doesn't fight anymore. Like that, the Diaz brothers are like on strike. They they, they just don't fight anymore. They just smoke a ton of weed. And they go to the and they just go to the expos and take pictures with people. I, you know what? I'm not knocking. If you don't want to fight, it's all good, man. I just wish they'd get back in the cage. Well, that's again the only way Nate's gonna get back in the cage is that that trilogy, man. Yeah. And I think it will happen. I think it will happen end of the year. Well, I mean, that fight's always gonna be on the table for for them. That's always gonna be a big money fight, no matter. Even if Connor loses the next two, let's say Connor loses to Poirier and he loses to Tony or he loses to Cerrone. That Nate Diaz shows you is still going to sell over a million. It's still going to be, yeah, it's still going to be incredible. do that thing in Croke Park. Just be nuts. Have the Diaz brothers invade Ireland. That would be something I'd like <laughs> to see. Other things, other things on this uh, UFC Brazil card before we wrap it up. Damian Maia got a nice submission victory. He looked like a world beater. He's so good. I mean, he lost to he's what, the top the 20 three guys. He's joined the, he's the 20 wins club now, hasn't he? Yeah. With Bisping, uh, GSP, and... Who else is who else? Cerrone, is, uh, right? Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, man. He's, he's wow. I mean, I remember the last fight I watched of him was his loss to Colby, and that was yeah, that was a while ago. But yeah, twenty wins now. I mean, again, he's he's so talented. I remember when he fought against Woodley as well. What do you think about that uh, that Tyrone Woodley Kamara Usman fight? I just think Woodley is one of the most underestimated people in the UFC right now. And I don't know whether it's because of Dana. I just don't know whether it's because people don't like him because a couple of fights were boring. But everything Usman's done, I think Woodley does better, whether that's striking or wrestling. And with the people that they beat, Usman, like, coming, bringing Colby into the situation, Colby's beat with the people that Usman's beat. And same with, same with Woodley. And don't get me wrong, Usman's an exceptional fighter. He's only got, what, one loss. But I just think, I just think Woodley outclasses him everywhere in the octagon and I just think it will take a major upset to see Woodley lose I think but see I think again, it's more that... likely I think it's more likely Lawler beats Askren than than Usman beats Woodley I just think there's no there's nowhere that Woodley is weak at like how do you, he even said is like how are you gonna beat me I don't think he outstrikes Woodley I don't think he outgrapples Woodley I don't think he can knock out Woodley I think Woodley's just a faster fighter he he moves so in and out so quick, and he's people underestimate his fight IQ. I think Tyron Woodley's one That's of the smartest exactly. fighters in the UFC. Because uh, I hundred percent agree. You can see he doesn't get emotional. We saw that with the till build build up, and we saw that in the two three five press conference with their you know with their words exchanging to each other. That we've seen Usman, he's getting a bit. I wouldn't say he's lost his head, but you know you can see you know he's getting agitated. Woodley's always. You know, he's cool, calm, collected. And I just think mentally and physically, he's just, he's just an amazing fighter. And I I think I see Woodley winning that. And, uh, yeah, I say, man, it was take a proper upset for Usman to win. I just I really think I just Woodley's just better than him everywhere. I'm fascinated to see what happens because Askren and Woodley will never fight each other. So I'm assuming Colby oh, would yeah. be the next guy in line. Potentially, especially at I need 170. To see that fight. I need to see Colby Woodley. I was so disappointed when, you know, it got. We're probably going to get Colby and Askren because I think Woodley wants to move up to 185 now. No, no, he stated that after Usman that he wants to fight Colby in okay, June good. and then move up to middleweight. Okay, so. good. Because I need to see. That's, yeah. that, that's the fight. That's the <laughs> fight where, where Tyron Woodley it. can get some fans, actually. Like, that's the one where Woodley can get the people behind him, I think. Because I don't think people like Colby. 
whatsoever. Like Ben Askren yeah, was he, hilarious. He's like not even his his mom likes him. Like it's his ben Instagram's hilarious. hilarious. Like Kobe's Instagram's hilarious. I mean, his views like his haters watch his videos more than his you know the people who like his fans do. Yeah, and I just think it's so funny. You know, so many people hate him, and I just feel. If you don't like the guy, then don't give him attention because sure. they're the reason why he's, you know, he's climbing, like winning six fights in a row, he's climbing in, you know, he's being talked about. So, but yeah, I think it's, I just think it's hilarious, to be honest. I don't like him or dislike him. I just think he's hilarious and he's recognized what he's needed to do to put himself out there. It's the Floyd, and, Mayweather. You know, it's the Floyd Mayweather gimmick, but for white guys. I just think it's the whole Trump thing, honestly. Sure. Without, if he takes out the Trump gimmick, I think, I feel, I feel that he's a lot more popular, but. Yeah, with this whole Trump thing, and you know, he actually did it. He brought the interim belt to the White House, which I found hilarious. Out of control. It's just, it's class, it's gold. I mean, <laughs> he needs to fight in the Deep South, though. Like, he would get so many fans if he if he if he if he just fought his fights in the Midwest or in the down south. Like, if he avoided Vegas in New York and California, he just fought in the middle. It'd be great. Yeah, I agree, Look, man. UFC. 234. It's going down, Zach, this Saturday in Australia. How far, how far is London from Australia, Zach? That's across the world. It's halfway around the world. Actually, I think it's, it's all the way around the world. I remember going there when I was younger. It's, it's a good 24-hour flight straight. Whoa, it's, it, it's literally down under. For some reason, you know, American geography, I thought it was a lot closer because Bisbing's fought there a lot. So I assume that, you know, there was a UK, okay, a UK yeah, presence. It's, it's, it's ages, but... Um, you know, it's a good. It's good that they're doing Australian. I mean, we've got Adesanya from New Zealand and Whitaker's. He's Australian. He's yeah, a local, Australian. local. And you know what? Australia gets good fights, man. Australia gets some stuff. Yeah. Ronda Holm was there, and they always do big fights Simple, down there. Let's yeah. talk about the co-main event of the evening. It's the young lion versus the old vet. It's Anderson the Spider Silva versus Israel Style Better Adesanya. Uh, man, this is gonna be. This is going to be a crazy fight. I want to hear your prediction on this first because 2018-2019 has been really bad uh, to, to old uh, legends. I mean, Fedor got knocked out horrifically Ooh. in a jab-left hook combination by Ryan Bader. Literally, it was like a jab-left hook. Knocked out Chuck Liddell, although he had no business fighting in the ring. That was that was horrible yeah. to watch. And I don't know. Hopefully, I hope Anderson Silva doesn't go out like that. But let me hear your prediction. Let me hear your breakdown. I think this is why this fight is so amazing because – it can you lots of people just don't know how it will go. No one can really predict it, and that's why I just think this fight is amazing. You got it's really the old and the new guard because Adesanya is coming up. He had an, he's got had an amazing kickboxing record. He had like seventy five wins, five losses, one no contest. Yeah. You know he's coming to MMA. He's he set the world's light. He's been in the UFC for what, less than a year now, and he's already got a fight with Silver. So that really shows you know how far he's come and what he's accomplished. And that Brunson fight, he just Blew him away. That was a work of honestly. art. A work of art again, but I'd argue again, Brunson in that fight, he just usually had come up against Whitaker. He was, you know, trying to knock him out first round, but I'm not saying he was scared, but he just looked he looked quite cautious in that Adesanya fight, I have to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it back the other day and uh he looked quite cautious, not taking anything away from Adesanya, mm-hmm. but Brunson looked cautious, man, but back on Adesanya, he's just what he's done as well, he's, you know, with his fan base, you know, his charisma as well. It's almost as if, like, it's like another John Jones sort of. I mean, yeah, I think Dana White sees a lot of money in Adesanya, and I think that's why he's getting this slot in the co-main, and he's fighting a big name in Anderson Silva. I didn't hear your prediction, though. What, what's the, what is going to happen once the, belt, once the final bell tolls? 
I mean, I'd I'd think I would think Adesanya wins. I'm not sure whether I wouldn't say decision. I think if I think it will be a TKO knockout Adesanya. Wow. I'd I'd only see for me the only way I feel Silver wins is uh is if he gets him in a submission or something. I just I don't know. I don't know because. Yeah, but this is why this fight's so good, man. I mean, Anderson Silva hasn't fought in a while. I yeah. don't know whether it's going to get ring rust or anything. Year, this would be the two-year anniversary once he steps into the octagon. Exactly two years ago is the last time he fought, and it was it just so happened to be Daryl Brun- Derek Brunson. So they're both coming off Derek Brunson. That's the mutual. I, I just think I think Adesanya gets it done. I'd like I you know I feel I was going to say second round TKO, but then. That's a bit disrespectful to Silver. Not really, man. I mean, have you have you seen how these legends been going out lately? And, and you know what? I mean, yeah. he only has one win. He only has one win technically in the past six years. He beat Derek Brunson, but he lost to DC, lost to Bisping, no contest to Nick Diaz, which he won, lost to Chris Weidman twice. You know, it's yeah. You know, you know what? I think second round TKO Adesanya gets it done. That's my prediction. I'm gonna. Have we got to hear yours now? You made you. Got me. You got a prediction out of me. I got to hear yours you got, now. You got to remember, man. I grew up watching Anderson Silva every pay per view. This guy was literally. So a did. Ninja, so man. did. His, so this did is hard. Right it's like when you watch BJ Penn lose to Ryan Hall. It's just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> really? Did that just happen? Anderson Silva is a legend. He's really working a lot on his jujitsu. He's really committed to jujitsu this camp, from what it seems like. He's in his gi all the time, from all the videos. That's his only shot. Yeah, that's why I said submission. Fly tri- just... Flying triangle or something. I don't know if he has another front kick to the face left in him. It'd be really cool to see, but I just think he lost the step. Uh, he, although he, what Weidman's the only guy to really knock him out, right? And he—that's because he put his chin out like like a fool. So Dennis mm. Silva, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna go Adesanya. I believe he's the he's the betting favorite, undefeated guy, beast kickboxer. I think Silva is gonna want to sit in there and trade with him a little bit. Uh, but you never know. He's got those veteran tactics. But in the end, I have to put. I have to go with my wallet and not my heart. I'll go with. I'll go with Adesanya uh, to finish this fight and uh, a passing of the torch. Definitely happening. In yeah, that'll be a real pass of the torch. And now, what, what what's next for Adesanya? For Silva, I don't know. I mean, look, Anderson, you could do Anderson Silva versus Nick Diaz. You could do Anderson Silva versus Bisbing. The name value is still going to be there for Fight Pass and ESPN. Like he's still going to get more fights after this. But on a real contender standpoint. How far is Adesanya from fighting for the title? I mean, you well, know, it's I a, think or, or fighting the this. winner of Costa and Romero. Like, there's a lot of fights for him. Yeah, I mean, Adesanya and Romero would be fun to be honest. But I think after this, he should he should get the title shot definitely. I mean, but also at the same time, you could really there's an argument there of what Adesanya has to gain from this because if he beats Silva. A lot of people will say, "Oh, well, Silver's past his prime; he's just beating up an old man." Sure. And then, if let's say if he loses, then people will say, "Oh, he wasn't ready; he's been thrown in the spotlight too young." So I feel like, even though there will come a lot of stars, I feel at the same time, Adesanya is still going to get a lot of criticism from whatever the outcome of the fight is. Mm-hmm. And I can, and I can see that. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I can understand why. But I feel he should get the title shot, you know, because if he beats um, Silver, you know. He's, He's been like what their middleweight champion for what was it seven years in a row? Yeah, pound and for pound, one of the best fighters ever, and, and and during his peak was the best. And I just think he come into this fight. He's you know he's so ready, and and so same with Silva. And if he wins by you know devastating fashion, then I I'm on the 
you know, I've got a title shot trade as well because, again, for not as well as fight, but for pay-per-view sales, that would just be insane. I got a fight for you. Uh, since everybody else has a fight booked, I'll go with Adesanya versus Luke Rockhold <sighs> as his next fight. And now that may more than likely happen in July, I think, for the big UFC 4th of July weekend card. That's the only fight to make it middleweight if Rockhold wants to stay at 185. You got to do Rockhold versus Adesanya. And I think the winner of Romero and, and Costa get the title shot, maybe. All depends because, you know, Whitaker takes time. He deals with a lot of injuries and stuff, so... We'll see. I yeah. still think Romero is the is the best middleweight outside of Whitaker. I love my big Cuban Greek god right there, man. That guy, I don't know what he's made out of, but where yo Romero yeah, is, is a beast. His work man. yeah. I mean, but with the two Whitaker fights as well, Romero just did. I'm surprised. I think it was the second fight that when I watched it, that you know Whitaker got the decision because you know Romero was coming across him. I think he dropped him. Yeah, he won the know. first two rounds, and then Whitaker won the last three. Yeah, man, I just think, because it was so close between both of them, and, you know, if you bring up Rockhold, I've forgotten about that. Rockhold would be good, that would be a good fight, Adesanya Rockhold, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just think with Romero, he's been, I don't think he would get the title shot, and that's why I feel more for Adesanya, because, you know, he's been given a title shot, what, two, three times now at middleweight, yeah. and I just think it's time for someone new, you know, Adesanya hasn't got that, got that shot yet, and I think people... Fans would find it much more vindicating if Adesanya won and then went on to win the title or fight for the title, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to that fight. I'm going to that fight in Miami between Yoel Romero and Paulo Costa. I just think that's going to be a ridiculous fight to watch. I think Usada needs to stay as far as possible from that from that <laughs> arena and just let them go in as yoked and as juiced as possible because that's going to be a great fight. Yeah, that honestly will be a war. But I, I, think, I think Romero will... Again, I agree with you, apart from the upcoming of Adesanya, he's probably second best middleweight in the division right now. I mean, mm-hmm. even though his age it just doesn't stop him, man. Like, yeah. just what that guy can do is just incredible. That guy's from Cuba, bro. I mean, that's a diff- he, he's a different animal. That's what happened. <laughs> he's got that Cuban blood in him. They, 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 to hear his stories about, like, cutting weight and, and like, like, their Gatorade is just, like, sugar in the water. Like, that's all they would drink post-weigh-ins. Like, he's got some crazy stories growing up in Cuba, the Cuba national team, and all this other stuff. But let's focus on the main event. Since we're talking about Robert Whitaker and we're talking about middleweights, it just so happens that they stacked this card up with two great middleweight fights down under. Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum is the number four ranked contender, and he's probably the only guy in the top five that hasn't fought uh, – uh, Robert Whitaker. It's a great fight. I like Kevin Gastelum a lot. The dude hits like a truck. He's an animal. Uh, 16 and 3. I have to still go with Robert Whitaker, man. If Robert Whitaker's really? healthy and that right hand is, is solid, I just think Rod, Robert Whitaker is the more complete fighter. I think he's a little, little bit sharper on the feet, a little smarter fighter. He's in his backyard. He's right down the street from his house. I got to take Robert Whitaker in this fight and to win the title. I'm going to say a decision, though. I think this goes five rounds again. A, de- a decision decisions favor Whitaker. The longer the fight goes, Whitaker gets stronger, man. Every fight I see, oh, Whitaker dude. just gets stronger as the fight goes on. So I'll take Robert Whitaker to win this by decision. Nothing, not taking away, away anything from Gastelum, uh, but I just think Wh- Whitaker is just a notch up. I don't know. I just think I feel like in the fight, both of them are going to stand there and trade. And it's such a dangerous game when you're trading Gastelum. That left hand, we see what happened with Bisping, got oh, knocked cold out. Cold. Yeah, man, it's cold out. And I just think 
if you if Whitaker's planning on doing that, that's such a dangerous game. I mean, they're both amazing strikers, but I feel I don't know why I just feel like Gaston has a bit more power. And when I was watching the fights, um, I watched recently his fight with Bisping, and I watched both the uh, Whitaker Romero fights. And it just seem it seems like. Whisker early on in the fight, even though he does get better, he gets rocked often, and I don't think you can afford to be doing that against that's Gaston. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I really think, and that's why they're going to stand there and trade. So I feel if Whisker, you know, opens up his game, if we see some of that, you know, the takedowns, all of that, I say Whisker has it, but I just don't think it's smart to trade with Gaston because if if they trade, I I see Gaston TKOs him or knocks him out because again. Whitaker gets, you know, he's coming off his injuries. He's healthy now, but he, if he gets rocked, man, I just don't, I just don't see how you'd come back from that, personally. So, who you got winning that fight? This one's a tough one, man. I'd say solely because it's. I might agree with you, you know. I think because you know it's in the backyard on on Australia. I could see, I could see a Whitaker win, but maybe by yeah by decision. But I, again, I wouldn't be surprised. Gaston after wit. If Gaslin wins, then it'll probably be by knockout in, what, second, third round? Sure. Definitely, Let me man. tell you this right now. This is what Vegas has it right now. Whitaker is a two-to-one favorite right now over Gastelum. It's pretty, that's a pretty gnarly line. The, the gnarliest line, though, is that Adesanya is a six-and-a-half-to-one favorite to beat Anderson Silva. Six-and-a-half-to-one. <laughs> well, jeez. <laughs> Big money on Adesanya. We both have uh, Adesanya and Robert Whitaker winning the fight. Uh, Zach, what's up with Chris Weidman, man? Where does he go from here? He got knocked out by Souza in November. He's kind of a little bit in purgatory. It seems like Rockhold and Weidman is the fight to make, actually, at this point, because they were supposed to have a rematch, um, and Weidman got hurt before that rematch happened. It was supposed to happen at the Forum, and this is the, this is what led to Michael Bisbing doing the damn thing. Uh, the, the, basically, Michael Bisbing derailed Luke Rockhold's whole shit. So we gotta maybe we gotta have this Chris Weidman Luke Rockhold rematch in the Garden or uh, in LA because it's gotta happen. I think that's unless you trade Chris Weidman to Bellator, but it seems like you Chris Weidman what? is the odd man out right now. It's, it's tough though because you look at the talent they have over in Bellator. Bellator's on the rise, man. I'm telling you, they're 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 fighters as well. You know they're coming up in pay views. Obviously not near the UFC yet, but they're doing well. And if you look at Weidman, where to where he goes in his career, he's lost four out of his last UFC fights. I don't think he beats Rockhold. I because you know Rockhold's beaten before. I just think, you know, maybe you know. If, I mean, if Weidman fought again, I wouldn't be mad. But maybe it is time to go to Bellator or do something else. You know, he's lost four out of his last fights. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's getting older. Where's that? You know, where's the momentum going to come from? Unless he fights again, like in his hometown. You know, which he did last time. Right. I just he don't got that see that submission in the final round. Yeah, exactly, man. I just don't, you know, I mean, it'd be cool from someone from Bellator to come over. But here's, the problem. Was... here's the problem is Gegard already knocked him out. Mm. Gegard's the champion, right? So, like. That... I'll say get him, get him back to the UFC, man. That Trade man Gegard for Weidman? That, that guy in the UFC was, I, I, lo I love Musashi. He's a great fighter. He's in, I, He's such a large dude. Like, you would not think he's an 85er. Dude is ginormous. I see why he fights at two hundred five and eighty five. Big, big. But again, dude. this this is where the problem is with like Bellator because you've got if you look at welterweights as well, the last person to beat Woodley, Rory McDonald, and he and he blew and he blew, I remember that and he TKO'd him, didn't he? Oh yeah, because he went up to eighty five and Musashi just cleaned him up. 
Yeah, and he, you know, he, he's the last person to beat Woodley, and I think with Musashi as well. If they, if let's say if McDonald and Musashi both come over to the UFC, go to welterweight and middleweight, that creates real problems. That puts it, that puts the division wide open. I think honestly, they should you trade know, Colby Covington for uh, <laughs> trade Colby yeah. Covington to Bellator. No, that never happened, man. I think. I don't know, I just think Colby, I just, he needs that fight against Woodley. Then after that win or loss, you've got to take it from there. I agree with that. Let's see that. And that's, that, that's, that's all the UFC talk I have for 234. 235 is looking to be the, the most stacked pay-per-view of the year with John Jones on the card and all this. That's going to be exciting, man. But I, again, I'm gutted that home Aspen ladders and, you know, it got, it got stripped from the that, card, man. Well, you know why? Because they're going to do Nunes and home now. Yeah, for the for all the belt for 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 so Nunes can be the goat goat like beat every single champion in UFC plus the one twenty five champion which I don't even know if that's a division because it seems like the only people in that division is Joanna and Shevchenko so we'll see what happens. Nico Montano, you got Nico Montano, huh? You got uh, Nico Montano. That's the name, isn't it? Oh yeah, you got her coming. Yeah, the one. Well. But we'll see with all that. Let's focus on this upcoming weekend's fights. I was really pumped for this weekend's boxing match featuring Gervonta Davis and Abner Morris. Now, unfortunately, Abner Morris suffered a, a, a very uh, bad injury. He suffered a detached retina, which could be mm. career-threatening. This, this, this would be the second time it's happened. This is now on another eye it's happened. So he just, got it. he just had surgery this past weekend. Thoughts and prayers. We wish him all the best, and hopefully he can get back into the ring. Because if he can't make a living, that sucks. That'd so, be a shame, honestly. So Abner Mares, he, he, he detached his retina the first time, then he became a four-division champion. So he's overcame it the first time. Hope he overcomes it the second time. Let's focus on the main event this weekend. we got Gervonta Davis versus Hugo Ruiz. Not a lot of people who know who Hugo Ruiz is. He's a smaller fighter. He's a former champion. He's got a lot of first-round knockouts, right? But he is the smaller man. Gervonta Davis is literally a tank. He's a mini Tyson. He's, he's a exceptional. Little, he's a little gorilla. His, his technique is incredible. Great power. He sold out the, the StubHub Center uh, with Abner. I, I'm sure there's still going to be a great turnout. Little rain projected in the forecast, however, but it should be a good night of fights. I believe it's a triple header for champions as well. Uh, but I, I'm going to say Gervonta Davis finishes him. This is going to be a brutal quick fight. I think this is going to be less than six rounds. He's just going to come forward and walk down Hugo Ruiz. And Hugo Ruiz... Typical Mexican, typical Latino fighter, does not take a step back. So he's going to sit in there in the phone booth, and I think Tank just overwhelms him with power. What do you think? I just think, yeah, I mean, Javon Davis is just, I mean, he's still undefeated. He's hes incredible. His power is speed as well, honestly. And he obviously trains in the Mayweather gym, and he's just different class. Because I remember, you know, when he was just coming up, and you had, it was all about Adrian Broner, and everyone was going, oh, Adrian's like Floyd. But and we can see after the Pacquiao fight, he's nothing like that. He tries to do what Floyd does, but he can't do it. And now it's part. It's almost seems like the torch has been passed on to Davis. Yes. And I feel that he's carrying that so well, and he's dealing with the pressure, and he's just. You can tell how hungry he is, and that he's focused on just you know just smashing everyone. And I I think personally, I think he wins. I think he gets them done inside. I'd say, I don't know, I'd agree with you, probably inside six rounds. Again, I can't see. I think the Vegas line right now is five and a half. They don't know if the fight's going to go over or under five and a half rounds. So that's, 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 a, that's really the line right there. And I talked to Kel Dansby, who is, an LA, is a Las Vegas-based reporter. He interviews a lot of fighters. And he t he'll tell you that Devin Haney and Gervonta Davis are focused, humble fighters. They may talk some talk. They may do the stuff for Showtime. 
but they're all about they're all about the craft and they put in the time and the work. So I, I think those two guys are going to carry boxing for the next five, 10 years. I really think Devin Haney is an outstanding fighter, undefeated fighter. He's got a lot in front of him. And, you know, Ryan Garcia is out there from Golden Boy as well. He's a good top notch fighter. He's out here doing his Hollywood thing, but he's a good fighter. And uh, I expect great things from Javante Davis, man. I don't think he's ready for Lomachenko yet. I think that's a little bit out of his grasp right now, but I think Tank will get some he'll get some uh, some good title defenses this year. He'll have a great 2019. He'll fight two more times after this. And Leonard Ellerby and his sunglasses are going to be very, very happy with Tank Davis. I love my guy. If I ever interview Leonard Ellerby, I'm going to have to wear sunglasses as well. It's, it's, You're going to have to match the sunglasses, man, honestly. Huh? You'll have to match your sunglasses. I don't, dude, That's what you're gonna do. Those are very expensive. Leonard Alby's got a bankroll, bro. He's got the he's got the diamonds in the front, and he's got the very designer glasses. I'm I'm getting get, those car wash glasses, bro. You get the fake glasses, ones bro. from Venice Beach. You get the Venice Beach ones. Just stick up all jewels on. That's it, bro. And then we'll put some look nice, identical, like, some man. party some nice little party crystals, the cheap stuff, some glitter. Uh, it'll, it'll look just right. We gotta talk heavyweight boxing right now. Okay, this, this, we got we got some big fights coming this year. So, but we'll cover the heavyweights because uh, the dosser Anthony Joshua is <laughs> fighting Jarrell Big Baby Miller, supposedly, allegedly, June first, Madison Square Garden. I think this is going to be an onslaught. I think Anthony Joshua is too skilled. He's too big. He's got all the power in the world. I think he's just better than Big Baby Miller right now. And I'll take him to finish this fight and before the championship rounds. It's going to be a good showcase for DAZN. Good showcase for Anthony Joshua. Fun fight altogether. I hope they stack up the undercard a little bit, but I'm still taking your boy Joshua to uh, walk out of there undefeated. Yeah, man. I think I just don't see how Miller wins. I mean, it's going to be a war. And mm -hmm. yeah, but he hits hard that guy. But I, again, I just think you know Joshua's skill because when Joshua wants to fight, he wants to you know go out for an all war. We've seen that first man to ever TKO Povetkin. Mm -hmm. You know, not even Klitschko when he beat him did it. He got so up. That's, from that's saying too. something. Yeah, exactly, man. And obviously he was old to them, but and if AJ wants to box like we've seen with Parker, he can box as well. But I just think, me personally, and I'm I love AJ. I'm the biggest AJ fan, but I I think Fury beats him, and I just think with Wilder, AJ, it's so fifty fifty. A lot of people saying Wilder beats him, but I I think Fury would beat AJ as it stands right now because he's a better. He just box AJ, and I don't, I don't know how AJ would deal with that. To mm -hmm. be quite honest, but I think I would say the fight to make is why Joshua too. That would be, be a great fight. such an amazing fight. The yeah. first fight was amazing because Dillian White now has looked like he's going to fight Dominic Brazil. It was between Joseph Parker and, and Dominic Brazil, and it looks like he's going to go with Brazil on that one. I think he beats Brazil. Um, and I, oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I think so. I think that White Joshua too is is in the crosshairs. If uh, the Wilder, who uh, the winner of Wilder Fury doesn't meet, meet up uh, for a, for a super fight, I'm gonna break down some top five. These are like the top five fights this year. I want to get your thoughts on them. All right, let's go. Man. Let's start. Let's start up with your boy, Amir Khan. He's coming across the pond and he's fighting my guy, Terence Crawford, who I think is the best 140 in the world. I think this guy is think? an absolute savage. I think he's gonna beat up Amir Khan. I think he's gonna finish Amir Khan. Uh, I, I, no, I, I think the skills are there. I think Khan has the speed, right? But the jaw's not going to hold up. And Crawford, over time, he switches stances so great. His combinations are awesome. I love me some Bud Crawford. I'm taking Bud Crawford in that fight. Yeah, probably. I think Khan, when he came back in that fight against Le Greco, whatever he's called, you know, 40 seconds, you know, we didn't really get to see what he was all about. You know, Khan's old now. He's still an exceptional boxer, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you. But... 
I think the fight to make after that is Amir Khan and Artem Lobov. They go. Oh, they go Artem? released from the UFC, calling him out. Art, well, Art, Artem can do anything right now. <laughs> he, he can do anything at this point. He'll sell tickets. I would like to see Artem versus Amir Khan. Heck, I like to see Artem versus uh, Gallagher, but I know that's not going to happen. No. Artem can fight anybody. He can be in one championship one day, and then he could fight and rise in the next. He, he could be like man. a new Bob Sapp. He could just be the guy just fighting all Bob over the Sapp. place, random people. Um, but, up, but back to boxing. Uh, and Khan's taking some brutal knockouts, too. I mean, the, con- yeah, the knockout with Canelo was not pretty to see. And you can only take so many of those in your career. So I'll t- Crawford is going to win that one. Let's talk. Let's talk Cinco de Mayo. Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacobs. Do you have any insight on this fight? Because I think this is a lot closer than people think. Danny Jacobs is a great fighter, gave Triple G a run for his money. But I think Canelo in Vegas on Cinco de Mayo is going to be a little too much. Yeah, I think that those Cinco de Mayo fights, I mean, they planned to it with uh, Triple G last year. Mm-hmm. I think, again, man, I just, I don't really know much about the other guy, honestly, but just the way Canelo's been on a run recently, you know, he dismantled that other champ. I think, you know, I think the Canelo, I mean, the Triple G fights, he got a bit lucky, but I think the real test for him would probably be after that fight is probably, I'd love him, Billy Joe Saunders, to fight uh, Canelo or. You know, with the whole thing, Demetrius Andrade, you know. Is Billy Joe Saunders even a middleweight anymore? I've seen some pictures of him. Is he even Is he even at the 160s now? And you know what? It's so hard to tell with him because I, I don't know what's happening now because he's meant to fight Andrade, but then, you know, there's a problem with his visa or something like that. Right. But, you know, again, like with him like, and Fury as well, it's, 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 it's kind of like they're like the Diaz brothers of uh, boxing. You, sure. You've really got to play a weighting game with them. I mean... But I say Cinco de Mayo, I think Canelo just gets it done. He's just, I mean, we all know he's chasing that Floyd fight, but it won't happen. It won't happen. Um, but I like that Bubo Andrade versus Triple G is, looks like it's going to happen if, if he signs with Eddie Hearn. That'll be Triple G's first fight. It's a tough fight. Tough fight. Triple G taking those two L's. And you know what? This is all setting up for Canelo to knock out Triple G in September. It just seems like that's going to be the story. It's because... I don't know. After so many rematches and so many of those hard fights, the, the fighters eventually fall. I don't know. Triple G's he's solid. When that guy gets hit, he just doesn't phase him, man. He's he just walks right through it. He's like, yeah, he's exceptional as well, to be honest. But I don't. Know, I don't think. I don't think we need another Triple G Canelo right now. <laughs> no, that that can wait. That can sit on that. I mean, that can sit on the barn burner. But I I think that's what DAZN and what PBC wants to do eventually. I mean, obviously, if you yeah. sign with PBC. It won't happen. He'll probably fight like the Charlo brothers and guys like that. Hey, whatever. Triple G, get your money, man. Get paid as much as you can for these last couple fights. Now we're going to talk, talk about the big boy fight right here because it's, it's happening. The big boy fight. We got Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, number two, going down this summer, supposedly at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. The first fight was incredible. I had Tyson Fury winning that fight. I thought he won nine rounds of that fight. And holy crap, Deontay Wilder finally straightened out his punches at the end of the fight and sent Tyson Fury to hell. And then Tyson Fury came back up like the Undertaker and survived the fight. He came up. I heard the gong. They should have cut the lights. It was crazy. And it led to a draw. And Tyson Fury kept his lineal title and Deontay Wilder kept his green belt. And now they're going to run it back. I'm going to take... Deontay Wilder in this rematch. You're crazy. To not, to, because I believe Deontay Wilder is going to straighten out his punches. I believe the adjustments will be made. And I don't know if Fury can do that performance again. 
because losing all the weight and with all the motivation and, and hearing his uh, sportsman of the year speech, like that's a lot that he carried into the into the ring. And I don't know if he's going to have that same juice uh, for no. a rematch. What do you that's think? That's why you're wrong, man. Because if you look at it from a standpoint, so he was off for two years and he's come back. So that's essentially, he's had, what, two warm-up fights. And he's gone straight into the world of fights. So you could argue that, you know, we have, that's not the, although he said he was at 100%, I think he can only get better from here. Mm-hmm. And that's not the same with Wilder because he's on the comeback. Fury can only get better. And I think with Wilder, there was talk of him, he wants to put on more weight and that could cause a problem with the power of his punch as well. But I just think, in that fight, we saw one thing, and that's Wilder being exposed. You know, even in the rounds where he won, when he knocked Fury down, Fury still came back and did some damage. You know, slipped in with the with the footwork, got the jab in. I just think Wilder was exposed in that, and it's going to take a because look, Fury's already been hit with Wilder's best shot, and it's going to take you know a punch you know from hell to knock out Fury. So. I, I see Fury winning that. I'm gutted. I think it should be in England, personally, but I'd love to go to that fight. But I just think I just think Fury wins it. That's going to be a great fight, and that worries me if he adds weight because I believe Wilder walks into the cage, into the cage, into the ring rather, around two ten, <laughs> two eleven. Right? He's a much lighter guy. I That's mean, he, he could probably fight a cruiserweight if he really wanted to, if he's that lean. Um, and then Fury gets in there at what two sixty, two fifty at least. So yeah. It's a big boy. He's a taller fighter. I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 gonna roll with my American guy. I was talking to my guy Becker from Plugs Radio before you, and he made that case where Fury is not gonna have that same motivation, that same drive, and I'm starting to see it. One punch in the locker. That's all he's got. You know, he doesn't. He hasn't. He doesn't have like Joshua's footwork or like Fury's footwork. You know what I mean? It's just. But he's got I think he's a one trick. Too. Don't forget that left it's, hook. It's like it's like David Hayes, a one trick pony, but pony, but it's a hell of a trick. And I just think Fury wins. I mean. Again, but in Fury's mind, he's already beaten him. Sure. And that's quite a good, you know, that's such a psychological advantage coming into the second fight. Sure. Because Fury's probably thinking, right, I've, you know, I've technically beaten this guy before. I know what his weaknesses are. I, he can just do it again. And as I, I think Fury can only get better from here. He's hit his lowest low, and he's coming back onto his highest high. And I think that will be shown when they fight again. And if Fury wins, it makes it e- a whole lot easier to make a a, a super fight, like a, a unification fight, because what Fury's with MTK, right? So it, it's a lot. You know, PBC kind of keeps their guys in the corner. MTK is a little more. They work with more promotions, from what I see. So a Joshua Fury fight is actually more realistic. Yeah, I mean, I think right now as well, because. Wilder's team want a crazy amount of money, and I think. But so does Wilder's... Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua, though. I mean, they're asking for what the sixty forty or sixty, and then on a rematch seventy thirty or something like that. Yeah, but I feel right now, look, Wilder's. Let's just before the Wilder Fury fight happens, Wilder's gotten a lot more popular. But again, it, it's not like he had a whole country behind him like Joshua does. Right. And his fights before Fury, they weren't pulling in the same numbers. Whether that's pay per view in the stadiums that he was fighting in. So I don't think if you're in that position, you can't be like, oh, I want 50-50 when Joshua's clearly the bigger fighter, whether he's in the US or the UK. I think he's entitled to more money. And don't get me wrong, Fury's got, um, sorry, uh, Wilder's got an amazing record, but a lot of his early boxing career, again, it was just, you know, just fighting against nobodies. And he's fought out in small stadiums. You know, a lot of Americans didn't really know him before Fury. And again, they saw Fury more than Wilder. And I just think, 
when it's such a dip and when Dosha is so much more popular, I just think then you need to kind of recognise that, okay, he's a big fighter, he should get more money. And I feel I feel Wilder's team's being a bit stubborn, but... Hey, we'll see. Uh, I agree with you that his popularity wasn't there before the Fury fight. He did a whole bunch of media after the Fury, after the Fury fight, and he's he's trying to put himself out there a little more. I'm mm-hmm. sure that Fury is super popular overseas. Like he can't walk down the street without getting recognized. Where Joshua, I'm sorry, uh, Wilder rather could just go down the streets of LA, and probably a handful of people will know who he is. He he can go to Times Square and probably not be as bothered. You know. I'm sure Fury can't go to Big Ben or whatever and not and not get recognized or wherever he's from. <laughs> he's from Manchester, right? Tyson Fury? Yeah, he's from Manchester. Exactly. There you go. Let's talk. This is a big boy fight right here, too, but it's it's welterweights. Errol Spence Jr. versus Mikey Garcia. I don't know how much you know about this fight, but Mikey Garcia is going up two weight classes to fight. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Mikey Garcia. Great I don't fighter. know the other guy, but. Great fighter. He's going up yeah, two Mikey weight classes to fight Errol Spence Jr. Who, who, any thoughts on this fight? Well, all I know really is about Mikey Garcia. I remember, he's, I think he said undefeated. I remember his fight against Broner mm-hmm. when Broner was trying to get the title back. And again, he just got outclassed Mikey Garcia all day. I don't really know about the other guy, but all I know is Mikey Garcia, phenomenal, phenomenal fighter, undefeated. But again, going up two weight classes, that could cause some issues again if, you know, because people hit differently at different levels. So, sure. you know, it just all depends, man gonna be a uh gonna be a hell of a fight yeah because he was the lightweight champion that's 130 mm. and then going up to welterweight 147 yikes that's uh i'm sorry <laughs> lightweight is 135 rather so you're going up from 135 to 147 12 pounds doesn't seem like a lot of weight but it's it's a lot of weight in a, in a boxing ring and you're right both guys are undefeated you know uh 24 wins 21 knockouts for errol spence mike garcia has 39 wins with 30 knockouts so both guys have pop a lot of guys are making the case that he can win this fight. Mike Garcia can outbox Errol Spence a little bit and survive and win a decision. I just think Errol Spence has that pop. He's so sharp with his footwork. He's a ba- he, he, he's so basic with his punches, jab, right hand. Like He's, he's no flash. You know what's going to come. But Errol Spence just gets out of the way so effortlessly, and he, he will walk you down if he can. He's had some epic body work, epic body shot knockouts as well. I think the body work is really going to be the difference in this fight. I think if Errol Spence attacks that body of Mikey Garcia – it's going to be a long night for Mikey Garcia. I'm going to take Errol Spence, but it's a closer fight than people think. I may even go as far as that Errol Spence stops Mikey Garcia. But it's still going to be a great fight for however long it lasts. I, I hope it's a competitive fight. I hope it's not. You get these super fights, and they end up not even being competitive. I think this is one of those super fights that are, is going to be competitive. And after this, I hope Errol Spence fights Terrence Crawford. That fight needs to happen. Best 140, 147-pound guys, right? And I need to have Vasily Lomachenko fight Mikey Garcia. I need that fight to happen as well, Zach, because I feel like Lomachenko-Garcia is a super fight. Well, we've got, we've got to see if that happens. We've got to see if they beat the right people. And, yeah, I think it probably will if it goes to plan. And you'll get your wish. Errol Spence is a nearly 4-1 to one favorite to beat Mikey really? Garcia. Really? Damn. That just shows how little I know about the guy. That's crazy. Mikey Garcia plus two, plus two and a half right now. Put 100, get 256 back. Jeez. There you go. I'm lucky I'm not a betting man. Otherwise, I'd be all over that. Nah, you you bet the house on... I'm good thing you didn't bet the house on Tyson Fury because we would have lost. Zach, I want to thank you for coming on, man. We came on. We talked UFC on ESPN. We talked talked Hugo Davis and Gervonta Davis. We broke down UFC 235. And, of course, we talked the big boy fights coming later this year. Zach, anything else that I missed? Anything else you want to add? Am I missing in this fight game? 
Don't even, man. We're going to do it again, though. I know you got Definitely. a James DeGale fight, right? He's coming. He's fighting in London, in England pretty soon for PBC. Yeah, that's it. I'm not sure when, though, but... Chris Eubank yeah. is maybe fighting again. He just bought a new McLaren. It looks pretty cool, but I don't he know. He doesn't even have a trainer right now, so let's just... He's going to train himself. It's all good. Yeah, you know, we'll take it one step at a time with him because you just, again, you just never know. He doesn't have a trainer. I don't take him seriously right now, but... Before we go, uh, say your piece and plug your social media. Where can they find you? And yeah, we got to have you back with your OVO hat. With my OVO hat? See, I mean, I would say, again, it's not American. It's Canadian. Didn't have anything American apart from my... My Grand Valley like State. Savage. So you gotta get some Twenty One Savage gear now. Exactly, East London. <laughs> we, we've we've taken someone from you. We, we're claiming all the all the artists now. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just think yeah, it was just mad to have you on here. I'll definitely come again. With yeah, Insta, just Zach Green. That's it, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It was a blast. I hope you had fun. I had a blast. This is uh, this will be episode Shit. number thirty three. Make sure to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, everywhere, you, Spotify, wherever you listen to audio podcasts. And make sure to watch the videos on Instagram and YouTube. Put in hooks and hoops anywhere in the search engines and you will find what you're looking for. Folks, my name is Alex Fernandez. Alongside me is my guy, Hoops and, Hooks and Hoops UK correspondent, even though he doesn't know it yet, Zach Green. Zach, final words before, before we take off. Just... Thanks for listening and I'll be on again.